Ever wondered what unicorns eat for breakfast? Okay, so I don't actually know. But I do know that 20% of all unicorn startups are using HubSpot. And for good reason. HubSpot's all-on-one platform levels up your sales, software, and support. Plus, they have a huge collection of resources to help startups scale. And with the HubSpot for Startups program, you could save big off your first year. To see if you're eligible to save on HubSpot, visit HubSpot.com startups. Good morning, everyone. I'm Juliet Bennett-Rylick here with Ben Berkeley and Lestrandra Alfred, and this is The Hustle Daily Show. Today, we're going to get super meta. Sorry, Zuck, not your kind of meta. And we'll spend the back half of this podcast digging into the larger podcasting industry, specifically where all the money went. Podcast creators are feeling the squeeze as companies like Spotify and SiriusXM throttle back on their investments. But first, let's talk about what else is happening in the world of business and tech. Penn Entertainment put $2 billion on the line to land the biggest name in sports, ESPN, as the front for its sports betting network. Its five-year goal for ESPN Bet, owning about 20% of the online sports gambling market. Several authors now claim books with their name on them, but that they did not write are appearing on Amazon and Goodreads. They suspect that these are AI-generated scams, but have found them surprisingly difficult to get removed. You've heard of quiet quitters, and now apparently we have loud laborers. This is the latest workplace term, referring to coworkers that talk a lot about working, but uh, actually seem to do very little of it. So kind of like quiet quitters, but annoying. All right, next up, Verizon paid $400 million for BlueJeans, which if you've never heard of it or used it, it uh, is a video conferencing app similar to Zoom. They paid $400 million for it in April of 2020, which seemed like a really great time to invest in video conferencing software. Uh, However, now Verizon is shutting it down. Taco Bell is giving away free food. Uh, I believe it's a Doritos Locos taco to be specific, uh, to celebrate the end of Taco John's trademark on the term Taco Tuesday. But before you get too excited, please know this is only available in 49 U.S. states, not including New Jersey, because in New Jersey, Gregory's Restaurant and Bar owns the Taco Tuesday trademark and they're not giving it up. Good for them. I think this is kind of them holding out is one of my favorite subplots of any news story going on right now. (laughs) And I was kind of curious how people were feeling about this and just looked through their like Google reviews. Um, Also, uh, generally what I learned... The tacos seem to hold up. People like them. Okay. Um, there are some people who are very mad that they are, Gregory's is costing them free tacos at Taco Bell. Just a lot going on in the the Gregory's Google reviews, but um, hang in there. Everyone in New Jersey not getting your free Taco Bell. Yeah, hopefully um, you can get a free taco somewhere else. Although I will say that the average Doritos Locos taco, according to what I'm looking at right now, Seems to be anywhere between a dollar twenty nine or a dollar sixty nine. So, if you need a if you need a taco, um, just DM me and I'll, I'll spot you for a Doritos Loco taco. <laughs> if you live in New Jersey, limit ten. Hey. I will do this ten times. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another lawsuit that I found super interesting. Gizmodo editor in chief Daniel Ackerman is suing Apple, alleging that its 2023 film Tetris plagiarizes his 2016 book, The Tetris Effect, with exact same feel, tone, approach, and scenes. I'm interested in comparing both of these things in the near future. Meanwhile, Google's new arts and culture app includes games, photo filters, and an AI-generated poem postcard that you can send to your friends. I guess you can pick some art and a poem, and you can digitally send your friends a postcard. But finally, for once, 
for once ever. It is only available on Android right now, not iOS. That is coming later. Haha, <laughs> finally, my time has come to get an app first as an Android user. And finally, IKEA, as if they needed another way to take our money, the Swedish Home Store has launched its first Halloween decor line. And uh, we're calling it now. You're going to see their $2.99 spider tea light holders everywhere this fall. All right. We are now going to talk about podcasting, which apparently has a big money problem. They're more popular than ever among listeners, at least. But for many creators and production companies, it does not feel that way. The money that sustained their shows has slowed. Les, what is going on here? Yes. So essentially what's happening is podcasts are really popular amongst the end users or the consumers, which is the listener. But listeners don't pay for podcasts generally. Listeners enjoy listening to podcasts for free. So podcasting is an industry where its main customer base actually doesn't exchange anything financially to consume the content. And that money has to come from somewhere. And traditionally in podcasting, it's come from advertising. Now, what we've seen is that a lot of companies, media companies, corporations have invested a ton of money into podcasting over the past, let's say six or seven years as podcasting was really on the rise, hoping for a return in their investment. But what they found is that that return isn't there because podcasting is incredibly hard to monetize. So as the medium becomes more popular and more people are listening from an industry standpoint, businesses are trying to figure out how to keep it going. I mean, this feels really familiar to anyone who's worked in media where the product ends up being free and you end up being dependent on advertisers to foot the bill. And anyone who's also been familiar with media knows that hasn't gone so well uh, for the people who make (laughs) those products. I mean, it seems like there's a lot that's going on in terms of layoffs. I know, you know, NPR had some, Spotify had a lot. What else are you seeing out there from the podcaster's side? How is it feeling out there? The interesting thing about podcasting is that as a medium, it is really democratized in the ways that other mediums aren't. Like you go on to Spotify or you go on to Apple Podcasts and you can see shows that someone produced in their basement, literally right next to a show produced by the New York Times. And what we're finding is that a lot of shows are popping up because independent podcasters get a mic, get a voice, have something to say and get really excited about it without really understanding the full business side of things. They see really splashy headlines like Alex Cooper got a $60 million podcasting deal from Spotify thinking if they start a podcast and it gets popular enough, maybe that'll happen for them too. But that's not really where the industry is right now. That was several years ago when things were really booming and companies were pouring all this money into the medium. Now we're starting to see companies really scale back. Media companies who can't afford to keep it afloat, as well as advertisers. And a big part of why that's happening is because of the economic uncertainty. And we've been teetering on the edge of recession, like will it happen or won't it happen for the past year or so. And for a lot of companies, when there's economic uncertainty, the first thing to go or the first thing to get cut is marketing budget. So these really top of funnel things where brands are trying to get awareness for a product just aren't cutting it if there's not a good ROI. So podcasting is kind of stuck in the middle of this whole big economic mess. 
I feel like most of the shows that I listen to are constantly telling me to join their Patreon, which I I often do. Are are those types of independently funded shows going well? I mean, the layoffs seem to be Spotify, these big tech companies who, I don't know, have shareholders to please. What about like, I don't know, the person I listen to that has a Patreon and runs a, um, just to embarrass myself here, Buffy the Vampire Slayer We Watch podcast? (laughs) (laughs) So definitely. I mean, I think for some creators, they can definitely have a market to exchange either bonus content or ad-free content with their audience for a small fee. What's interesting, though, is that I think your average creator on Patreon earns anywhere from like $500 to $1,500 a month, which is decent, but not quite enough to keep a really high quality podcast going. And so I think while it can help offset things a bit, if you have a big enough audience that's engaged enough, chances are most of your listeners are not going to want to pay to opt into content. So there are some really big podcasts that have a super engaged Patreon community. The first one that comes to mind would be like Maintenance Phase, which is a kind of diet culture critical podcast, has a really big, really pop in Patreon. I would not say that that's the kind of average experience that most podcasters have when they're trying to exchange content for money with their audience. I think this is going to get really interesting just watching this industry diversify because you're going to see, just to draw the lines back to media, you kind of see like the middle class disappear where you have a lot of these larger enterprises that are kind of above a lot of these um, uncertainties, then you see kind of the individual creators, because that would be like Substack kind of creators on the on the media side, as kind of for that point of comparison. But then I'm interested to see if you know you can find people who are in the middle turning events. I know that's one way that a lot of podcasters make money is going on the road and trying to get their fans to support them in that way or merch. Like there's just going to be this endless struggle to try to make this sustainable for this large class of creators and really hope they can find a sustainable way to make that happen. I hope so too. And, you know, one other point that is also really interesting just about how much this medium has changed and evolved is the introduction of video. You know, years ago, podcasting was what you did if you didn't want to be on video. But over the past few years, as TikTok has grown, as the consumption of video content has grown, you almost need to have a video podcast and episodes on YouTube and clips on TikTok in order for it to be successful. So the way people are consuming podcasts is changing. The way creators are producing podcasts is changing. And I think the way people monetize those podcasts is prime to change as well. I think when we also look at podcasting as its own economic ecosystem, it's really interesting to see the effect that Spotify in particular has had on the industry. From, I want to say about 2018 to 2022, Spotify invested about a billion dollars into podcasting through acquiring companies like Anchor and media companies like Gimlet and creating all of these like multi-million dollar deals with celebrities and different talent because they were betting on having a big ROI. And what happened is that that ROI didn't necessarily come and Spotify has started pulling all of these funds back and almost created like a podcast recession. They kind of inflated the podcast market with all of this money. And then now that that's not working out, they're pulling it back out. And we're starting to see that really ripple across other podcast production companies. So what I'm hearing is maybe I should cancel my Spotify right now. (laughs) 
Not necessarily. I mean, for legal reasons, I can't tell you to do that. But I am <laughs> saying maybe don't expect to get a multi-million dollar podcasting contract from Spotify because <laughs> those seem to not be working out very well. Um, as we've also seen, you know, with Archwell Media, which is Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's uh, media production company, I think they had like a $20 million deal with Spotify to produce several podcast series. They produced one, decided to end the partnership early. Apparently that's a mutual decision, but I feel like there might be some tea there that we'll never know. So I think there's just a lot up in the air. All right, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks for tuning into the Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Ezra Trupiano and our executive producer is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, go get yourself signed up at thehustle.co slash email. And if you want more marketing insights from Les, be sure to follow the link in today's Hustle email to subscribe to The Lead for a weekly marketing newsletter. We'll see you tomorrow. Hey, everybody. Let me tell you about this great podcast that's available right now. Creator Science, hosted by Jay Klaus, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, which is the audio destination for business professionals. Creator Science goes behind the scenes with today's top creators. Through narrative interviews, Jay Klaus explores how creators like Tim Urban, James Clear, Tori Dunlap, and Cody Sanchez are building their audiences today. And by learning how these creators make a living with their art and creativity, Creator Science can help you gain tools and confidence to do exactly the same. I was actually listening to an episode recently where Jay had on Dr. K, who is a Harvard psychiatrist. And Dr. K helps a lot of creators with performance, burnout, and dealing with a lot of negative feedback online. It's a great hour of conversation with Dr. K, where Dr. K really breaks down what it means to be a creator today and the burnout that a lot of creators do experience and what to do when you get that burnout, because you will. And you can listen to Creator Science wherever you get your podcasts, and I definitely suggest it. Listen to Creator Science wherever you get your podcasts.